Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke, the Bible said. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Oh, there's a move of the Spirit. God's wanting to do something for us today. Let's don't hinder Him. Let's, let's just cooperate with Him. What do you say? Let's be reverent. Let's be reverent and sit quietly when God's moving. And then if we want to shout afterwards, I mean, afterwards, when the cripples start dancing, jump up and dance and jump with them then. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today, we continue the series, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. I've been in meetings, several thousand people. The Holy Ghost is moving. I tell you, I knew by the Holy Ghost. Suddenly you see the anointing came to stand over in, the, in a different office and minister. And I was just about ready to call certain people. i just point to you right there. I've done it many times through the years. This is what's wrong with you. The Spirit of God just showed me. And they would have been healed. I never had one of them that failed to get healed yet. And I could, I could tell you about thousands of them through the many years. Just ready to do that. And some of the congregation, see, they got up and started moving about they grieved the spirit and he left. The anointing lifted from me. I mean, just like a bird sitting on your shoulder and flew away. And they didn't know, bless their darling hearts. They went out of talking in their Bible and went to get something and didn't know they'd hindered some dear sick people from being healed. Sometimes terminal cases. One pastor here from St. Louis is telling me about over in Columbus. I know we got a little note, but I didn't know who she was. A lady came, terminal. Doctor said she had 90 days to live with terminal cancer. Praise God, but back home healed. See a terminal case like that because the Spirit of God moving supernaturally and, and so many of the congregation began to talk and began to move about and it grieved the Spirit and he stopped moving. And you can't help them then. See, it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke, the Bible said. The yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Oh, there's a move of the Spirit. God's wanting to do something for us today. Let, let's don't hinder him. Let's, let's just cooperate with him. What do you say? Let's be reverent. Let's be reverent and sit quietly when God's moving. And then if we want to shout afterwards, I mean, afterwards when the cripples start dancing, jump up and dance and jump with them then. Glory to God. Can you say amen? amen? God's been trying to teach us. We've been endeavoring to demonstrate for several years. I was preaching down in East Texas several years ago at a full gospel church. God instructed me to lay hands. See, that's his plan. Lay hands on, the, on people to be filled with the Spirit. Well, they didn't do that down in Texas in, in 1950. I mean, you didn't do that, but the Lord told me to do it. Well, I went into this little full gospel church, and so I just set out to do what God said to do. I called those that wanted to be filled with the Spirit to come. Seven came. Seven came. Set out. I had them to sit down on the altar. I did that purposely because they'd get in the altar and start seeking God and, and, and get in a rut. Been in a rut for years. Some of them seeking, been seeking the Baptist and the Holy Ghost. I ran the run, fell in the Pentecostal church, been seeking the Baptist and the Holy Ghost 50 years. And they get in that rut. Get in a rut, don't get out of it. So I'd keep them off the knees to get them out of that rut. And have them just sit down there. Give them a little instruction. Laid hands on the first one, they started talking in tongues. Well, when, I, when they, they started talking in tongues, people just jumped up, started jumping and running and shouting everywhere. And I went back to the pulpit and shouted them down and said, wait a minute, wait, 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 sit down. They all sat down. I said, now wait, don't dissipate the power. We got six more people that need to be filled. Let's get them filled and then we'll shout if we want to. Then we'll demonstrate if we want to. 
They looked at me like a cow at a new gate. That was new to them. I went down the line, laying hands, you know, down the altar, laying hands on these other six. I laid my hand on the sixth one. Every single one of them filled. The Holy Ghost started talking in tongues. That seventh one started talking in tongues. I just turned around, ran down the aisle, ran back up another aisle, run up on the platform, danced a little jig for joy, ran back down the aisle, and everybody sat there and looked at me. I said, it's time to dance now. See, they didn't get their timing right. I said, now you get seven people filled with the Holy Ghost, we'll let you run. But no, a lot of folks want to run and dance at the other fellow's expense. The Assembly of God Evangelist told me he's holding a meeting in a certain church. And he said, you know, there's time when it all lift their hands and praise God, which is scriptural, and shout. But then every night while he's preaching, right in the middle of his sermon, there's a fellow that sat second pew from the front on, on the second seat over here to the right. He'd jump up right in the middle of his sermon and start running up and down. Now there's, there's three sections of seats, you know, so run down this out around that center section. He'd just run around that center section waving his arm and hollering and him trying to preach. Well, everybody got to look at him. First time he did that, I thought, well, I'm in this man's church. And, you know, probably one of his members. I'll let him deal with it. He didn't do anything about it. Next night, done the same thing. Next night, third night, did the same thing. He said, without thinking, I realized after it, the Holy Ghost instructed me, inspired me. Because I heard these words and I, I thought somebody saying, I've looked behind me. There nobody behind me. Realized they're coming out of my mouth. This fellow run around, you know, about his second time around. I said to him, brother, if you pay your tithes, shout on. When I said that, it knocked all the shout out of him. <laughs> he grabbed the first seat, folded his arm, sat there and looked mad. <laughs> said to the person by him, said, somebody told off on me. Yeah, the Holy Ghost did. The Holy, see, some people want to shout at the other fellow's expense. Now, you pay the bills, but me shout. Jump and holler and run. No, there's a time to, but there's a time not to. Now, spirit anointed dancing, amen, is all right. The New Testament, let's come to the New Testament and see about worship and praise. That's, that's where we are. Look in my Bible. You can look at my Bible, it's like you look at that one, and, and, and you see where it's worn the most over in the epistles. Now why? Those are the letters that's written to me. I said, those are the letters that's written to me. The four Gospels were not written to me, they were written for me. The Old Testament was not written to me, it was written for me. But those epistles, starting with Romans, and, and coming right on down, all the epistles that Paul wrote, and Peter wrote, and James wrote, and Jude wrote, and John wrote, those letters that are written to me, they're written to believers. They're written to the church. They're written to the Christian. That's where I've lived all of these years. I'm going to find out, you know, praise God, what he's writing and what he's saying to me. Now, I'm not concerned about what he said to the Jews so much. I'm concerned about what he said to me. So this come over to the, to the New Testament and to the epistles, and you'll find out that the New Testament emphasizes to be filled with the Spirit. Now, let's notice this. No, they weren't filled with the Spirit, except just certain ones had the Holy Ghost under the Old Covenant. Now, notice, but everybody, every believer, Paul's writing to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Let's go over it again carefully. 18th verse, be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. What's the next word? What's the next word? What's the next word? Speaking. Be filled with the Spirit speaking. When you get filled with the Spirit, you begin to speak. Acts 2, 4, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. Speak supernaturally. 
Now he says, be filled. Well, these people have been filled with the Spirit. 19th chapter of Acts, he laid, Paul laid hands on them. The Holy Ghost came on them. They spake with tongues. But Greek scholars tell us that a literal translation is, he said, but be being filled. But be being filled. Constantly. Constantly speaking supernaturally. Did you ever stop thinking about it? Nobody in the Old Testament, except those anointed by the Holy Ghost, could speak supernaturally. The prophet could. David's both king and prophet. That's the reason, you know, we got so many psalms and all that he wrote, you see. But what we'd call the rest of the people, they, they can't, unless they got a special message, especially called to God, cannot speak supernaturally. But every one of us can speak supernaturally. Hallelujah, supernatural utterance. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. I usually speak with psalms. A psalm is a spiritual poem or an ode. Do you ever stop thinking about it? You go back and look at the book of Psalms. We call it the book of Psalms. In the Hebrew Bible, it's five books. It was Israel's prayer and song book. And many of those are Psalms of David. And it'll tell you what, what was happening to him. The test, the trial he is going through when that psalm was given to him very often. It's given to him for his own special benefit. It blesses us because his spirit anointed. We may be going through a similar experience. Amen? I said Amen? But, but I, I do quite a bit of speaking with tongues. Sometimes an hour or two in the nighttime, I'll just speak with tongues. And speak with psalms then. Pray with tongues, speak with psalms. That's supernatural speaking. And speak in psalms. It, it edifies me. It builds me up. And uh, a psalm is a spiritual poem or an ode. It may rhyme or it may not, but there's an element of poetry to it. It can be chanted, a psalm can, sung, or just recited. Now, of course, the hymn and the spiritual song are always sung. The hymn uh, or, or the psalm sometimes is sung. You can see that in some of the, the singing. But I'm not a singer, and I'm not given to music, you see. And so, therefore, I just recite mine. I feel one coming on now. You say, what do you mean, feel? Physically? No, I mean in here, up out of my spirit. I just get the title to them, mostly. Just the title of the psalm, and then you've got to have faith to go out and, and exercise in this area. It'll enrich your life spiritually. You'll move on up to another dimension, a higher level spiritually. But you see what's happened, uh, we've got into this area of putting on a clapping, putting on a dance, and that's as far as people ever go and think that's worshiping God. No, I, I, I got a song, just come up. You say, well, what is it? I don't know. We'll see what it is here in a minute. I just, all I've got is the first word. Strange, Spirit of God say some strange thing. We had a lady to stand up Monday night, 10 years ago, right here. Standing right there on that spot. There's a man got a new pair of lungs. His daughter's here in this meeting. I just spoke out. I was inspired. Just come up in my spirit. I said, I know it may sound fool to somebody, but all I can hear the spirit in me say is new lungs. New lungs. This man came. I laid hands on. Power of God came on him. He fell to the floor. I didn't know I was going to do it. Didn't intend to. Fell right on top of him. His daughter's here. Are you still here? There she is. Stand up again for her because there's so many here. Wave your hand so everybody can see you. She told me, said her daddy told me, said, be sure and tell Brother Hagin I still got my new lungs 10 years later. And so, so it just comes up out of your spirit, see? And so this one, I, I know it's a psalm, the title of it is Yesterday. Yesterday is gone and should be forgotten. Satan will oftentimes, as well as friends, remind you of your yesterdays. But remember that your yesterdays, all that is wrong is under the blood, and all that is good and is right It'll be all right for you to recite. But walk in the light. 
and know that your yesterdays are forever gone and today is beautiful. So walk with the Lord and enjoy His blessings for yesterday does not exist. Hallelujah. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the series you've been listening to today in book form, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits by Kenneth E. Hagan, plus the two-disc CD series, Decisions Determine Destiny by Ken Hagan. Both dynamic resources are just $19.95. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's one 1- 888-FAITH-99 Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. I guess we better get out of here. But before we go, I want to thank everybody that has partnered with us. Your partnership is so important. Without it, we could not do and accomplish what we accomplish. And if you happen to be new, say, hey, I like this. Well then, hey, just uh, just come on and, and partner with us. And you say, well, what's a partner? Well, that's somebody that just once a month, sometime during the month, sends in an offering whatever you can afford to send in to help us. Men, are you ready for this year's Call to Arms Men's Conference this November 1st through 3rd? Don't delay. Go online now to rhema.org and register for this dynamic conference exclusively for men. Join conference host Ken Hagen, Keith Hudson, and David Vasquez. This is one men's conference like no other. So register now and get here. Go to rhema.org or call 918-258-1588, extension 2238, today. The cost is just $60. What are you waiting for? Register now. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Plans, Purposes, and Pursuits. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.